Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank, with your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Today on All About Affordable NFTs, we're talking about whether or not the creator's reputation dictates the value of the NFT. I'm excited to get into that theme, but first, Andrew, what are we seeing in the news? Hey, George, good to talk NFTs again. Yeah, we are seeing, well, we see volume trending downward overall, but it is starting to pick up a bit. I noticed on a weekly basis, so seeing it pick up a bit. And I think that's been a lot to do with Bored Apes recently, Bored Apes, Mutant Apes, the Bored, or is it the Bored Kennel? Sorry, Bored Ape Kennel Club. <laughs> the three projects, those taking a lot of volume recently. There was uh, anticipation of a big drop, airdrop of a new token, the Ape token. From the board eight creators, Yuga Labs, that has now dropped, and we've definitely seen a ton of volume there. So I think that's been part of what's been picking up the volume. But I think that's also uh, spurred some activity away from those projects as well, as some people are selling and have a lot more ETH uh, than they had, especially if they've been long term holders. Well, that's interesting because you're looking at an overall market past seven days ish up 20, 25%. But the interesting thing is, I'm not holding ape anything. And so I see all this activity. I'm like, nice, but so what? It's not helping the long tail of the market, which still feels a little chilly to me. But what you're saying is when some of that profit taking occurs, it actually can lead to smoothing out in the market, money chasing up. What's the next ape? What's the next piece that people may be jumping into? Yeah, I, I think so. Anyway, I've seen some bigger sales in some notable collections, some bigger sales in, in squiggles, some well, punks have certainly rallied on news that, well, we haven't gotten to this yet, but on news that, that Yuga Labs has actually purchased the IP to them. That's improved the price there as bits as well from Larva Labs. And I've seen some big artists like Xcopy getting some big sales. So I think there is some some sort of distribution going on as Board Apes has certainly had the top price. You know, that being said, after the token dropped, the price, the floor price did drop quite a bit. I think it had reached over 100 before the airdrop and then drop to, I don't know, maybe in the 80s after that. I also wouldn't say that's really much of a loss if you did get the airdrop. I don't know what it was worth, but I, I think it was a pretty hefty sum for anyone that was holding an actual board eight. Yeah, and you're talking about that news of Larva Labs literally getting bought by Yuga Labs. Larva Labs, the famous creators of Punks and also Mebits and Yuga, the upstart from last year, the creators of Board Apes and all of the derivatives inside of that literally just bought it up. Yeah. Amazing. I I mean, I think this is bigger than the price flipping. This is really a a passing up the torch. It's Uh, not a flipping, it's a buy ending. Yeah, and I don't know that it's really passing the torch. I I think this we'll discuss. Larva Labs had not necessarily handled a lot of different issues the best. And uh, Yuga Labs has certainly ridden this wave quite well to a, they've got great reputation. They are commanding a 
hefty price. Their valuation has skyrocketed and they've used that to go ahead and just buy the IP for this. And I think it has, as I said, the price of both punks and bits have gone up quite a bit on the news of this. So that's saying something that just because it came out of the creator's hands, the price improved. Yeah, we'll definitely be able to dig into that a bit. Uh, and we have some other news from the Coinbase NFT marketplace. Do wait for it. Launch exactly on soon. 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 That's what we get. Oh, come on. I thought we had real news here, George. <laughs> as bad as the people with this clickbaity title saying. That. So actually, we do have some Coinbase news. They are adding support for Solana. Coinbase Wallet is adding support for Solana, which I think is actually fairly notable. Solana hasn't hasn't always been fully embraced by a lot of the crypto community, but I think um, this will obviously give a lot more people access to it, to use it in on marketplaces. The FTX NFT marketplace has been very active, and this will make it easier for people that hold Coinbase funds to go use them on FTX and Solana. Yeah. I more the merrier and especially on a platform like Coinbase, which makes it easy to move money back and forth and across. That's all well and good. And they'll just increase the size of the market. Hopefully we also have in here a little Spotify information saying that they may be getting into a metaverse play. What does that look? Like? Yeah, it's a good question. It sounds like it's been uh, a lot or it's been a lot of NFT talk at South by Southwest and Zuckerberg took, took the stage at one point and mentioned that NFTs are coming soon to Instagram. We don't have a date, but it sounds like they will be able to, or they're going to offer a uh, minting option. So it will be a real NFT marketplace of sorts. sounds like they're going to call them digital collectibles. I think that's a good move to get away from the NFT name. It doesn't have the best reputation as is, and it isn't the easiest to, to say necessarily. Yeah, I, I think rebranding it, you might as well call it whatever you want. If it's on chain and we can transfer it and buy it and sell it and it gets more people playing with the medium, uh, that's awesome. Um, Call yeah, it hats on cats for all I care. But I like the Spotify getting into it because that's that music angle that we've been seeing more and more of and helping artists hopefully monetize uh, more effectively their work like this. And I'm sorry, um, did you actually mention the Spotify news and I talked about Instagram news there? I think that's what I may have just done. And anyway, they're both getting into it, but I think the uh, Spotify, it'll be interesting to see how they actually use NFTs. I noticed recently that in a somewhat related news move, Snoop Dogg took down a few of the death row records from streaming services like Spotify. And there was news recently that he had bought death row records and is planning to turn it, turn it into a metaverse record label. We'll see how that plays out, but Spotify is also seeing that maybe they need to make some moves before a creators want to just take it on themselves to do it and not give it to a platform like Spotify. Well, that's very interesting. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, I think he was able to turn down a tight profit of a hundred even sales based on one of the recent record album drops that we had. People are taking note and that means people have to move very fast. I think that is a, a definite takeaway here. One of the reasons we're seeing South by Southwest, a very arguably most popular trend-setting technology and innovation marketing and music film, also a conference that happens in Austin, Texas every year being dominated by NFTs is the fact that with this new tech, Consider for a moment, what if Microsoft suddenly was upended by a company that just started making computers last year? Think about the fact that Yuga Labs didn't exist and where you had 
the incumbent Larva Labs already operating since 2017 had a huge advantage and relatively speaking within a short order of 12 months, less than that, boom, you're purchased. This is weird, very exciting. It's very interesting. Should we move into the affordable project though, Andrew? Yeah, it sounds like you've got one here for us today, George. So I've been feeling a little guilty. I was down last week, just in general, my portfolio. I just felt like I wasn't bringing the heat. So I have done some digging and I think we've got some gems this week, but I'm just, I'm going to hit it hard right off the bat with human, humanpark.io is something I've been watching for a little bit. It's coming out of the, our friends at Zed, at Zed Run, as I'm an avid collector. And basically they are a docs team. It's virtually human studios that has created it. Human part as by their description in the white paper where everyone can truly explore their identity. Human Park is the next-gen Web3 experience platform. Combines community, construction of the metaverse could become and explore the very next level of human interaction. Basically, they've got these nudes, spelled N-O-D, nudes, and it is a sort of full 3D figure that lets you, quote, your identity. Each one is like a uh, blank canvas. And so the, the mint is coming. Now, they've been doing it in various ways, but they're the opening up to the public. The mint E is said to be essentially just the, the cost of minting based on what I've read online. The original news will be originals, and that'll carry that title. And it seems as though they're going to be true avatars for exploring the space. Now, there is tech that you download, an actual application. I'm gone through this process. You download the application, and then you can literally just throw up a whole bunch of decorative tattoos on this very realistic looking and breathing nude. Uh, and it can be either a type A or type B, but it's a, it's a male archetype or female image. And it's very impressive tech. I would say I played with the Pixelmon. It is the exact opposite of what Pixelmon gave people in terms of does the thing work? And so it's interesting. And there is uh, a lot of work that's gone into it. And they've been clearly doing a lot of work on it. it it's a little weird when you look at it at first, cause it's like, faceless avatars that move around and you can begin to see what they're starting to do. Uh, what do you see on this one, Andrew? Yeah. So I'm actually trying to uh, download the configure, what they call the configurator right now. Or I am downloading it and playing with it. I have been following this for a bit. I hadn't had a chance to actually try the, the download here. I see it is available for both uh, PCs and Apple machines right off the bat. So I think that is a plus and. Yeah, and you mentioned we were talking about this a little bit just before we started recording here. You mentioned that the uh, the graphics are they're really good. It's a lot of detail, so it's uh, it's interesting when you're uh, creating these that you see a lot of detail here. I'm opening this up now. So I, the Discord seems like they've been very active there. They have they post updates often. Maybe I get too many of them, but I see that they're very active and they're definitely working on this. It sounds like the the mint, there's a good opportunity to actually mint when they become available. And, and I think that's one of the good things about the, the market right now is that it's a little bit quieter. You don't have to, to necessarily pay ridiculous gas fees, although once in a while, there'll still be things catching on like that. So we don't know. Do we have an actual date on the, uh, the mint yet, George? It's a good question. I think they extended it certainly next week. It looks like, uh, because one of the things is after you've designed your you're nude, it locks in at a certain point because it's connected with your wallet. So careful as you're designing, you know, and don't you get locked in with something you don't like. Again, it's related. It's the same project inside of the Human Studios that 
Z is associated with, and it's going, it's very early. And this is a team that builds for the long term. So it gives me a little bit of comfort in that, like, it's not one and done. And if they, the probability of a rug pull is very low because of its association with such an established project and the exact docs team. And it's not entirely clear how these things are going to be used, but they have plans and they have some really cool looking tech. So who knows? There's going to be blended experience. They talk about like battle royale and free roaming and like Roblox and Minecraft-esque type of activities. So there's a lot out there and it's super early. And I like bringing things that are early and affordable. So take a look and we'll continue to, to share ideas and what's happening. But again, not financial advice. I'm talking about nude avatars, Metaverse. catch it with all, all due financial information and respect as possible. All right. Well, thank you for bringing that one, George. We can yeah. move on to our, our topic today of does creator reputation dictate value? And we have hinted at the topic a bit, discussed it a little in relation to Yuga Labs and Larva Labs and how their reputations um, have certainly uh, gone different ways this past year. And it's, it's really resulted in a big win for Yuga Labs. What's your take on this overall, George? It really struck me because I saw it once, saw it twice, saw it three times, where in the news there was a story of a founder or a team doing something that pissed off the community because it violated the sense of justice, right? Humans are a justice-oriented social creature, and we can see this, find this, and track this quite easily on the blockchain. It just means if you screw over somebody in the community, if you screw over a past project, or a past partner, if you do something that just violates our social sense of right and wrong, there is this immutable, inevitable human reaction, social reaction, community response of punishment. It's like in our hard wiring. And I just was in awe watching that, certainly how angry I was with Larva Labs. I don't own a punk. I don't, I used to own a bit, but obviously I sold way too early. And I was pissed. I was pissed that they, over at Larva Labs, sold an OG thing just as a money grab. And we covered that in the past episode. And it started to, you realize, potentially undo the brand value and drop the potential equity of people that are holding it, despite the fact that they were literally the, the originators, the creators of, of Ponzi. Like, all you had to do was sit there and not, don't be evil. And, and somehow, I think... That really, we have some other stories in here, but yes, the answer to the theme is yes. Does the creator reputation dictate value? Absolutely. That's, that's what yeah, I'm on this. I, I agree. And I think we've talked about this in different ways in the past. We've talked some about how your NFT isn't really your NFT because it can be changed by the creators or the project developers at any point. And that is true for a lot of NFTs. And there is something to, you've got to be able to trust that team that's leading the project. And if trust them to lead the project, those things aren't going to be worth that much anyway. So we've seen, I think in relation to that, even we've seen Larva Labs put their punks on chain and that didn't do much for the price. I don't think that is as important as a lot of people get, make it out to be. It's important, but it's not the be all end all. I don't think that we're at, I think we'd be at a bigger risk if all of the punk images somehow are gone, even from IPFS and 
are we even everywhere that they are backed up? I think there's probably a bigger issue than whether it's on chain or not. Punks are certainly one of the ones that you would think would have the most security in terms of uh, there being image or records of these images. So I think we're always at risk of, of what the, of the project uh, creator, the, the really dictating the value of the project. Yeah. And then the other thing you saw the Yuga Labs team doing immediately was giving, I guess it's the licensing rights, the creative rights to the owners of punks for the images, the NFTs that they hold. They just immediately did overnight as soon as they grabbed it, which again is another big signal to the community that like, this is the right way to play. Yeah, it seems like that is holding a lot of value. And I think you can be, it could be debated how much value that has when there are 10,000 copies of that, but people want it. And the thing is, the creators still have rights to plenty of images, assuming they, they hold pieces from this. So I think that's, it's a really smart move. It seemed to be something that drawing a lot of controversies from some of the big punk holders that notably sold because of the IP issues. And there was really no reason. Those were some of the biggest supporters, the people that were on social media talking the most about punks at sometimes, and they certainly helped increase the exposure and the value of punks. So to not just give them what they were, you know, saying is this the standard in what should be the standard NFTs. And they were looking at Larva Labs to, to lead the NFT community into this space and, or in this space and say, you know, this is the right way you should give people the, the creative license to do what they want with their image because that's what the people want and that is gonna that's what the market's going to value as well and the Eagle Labs saw that and they did it right away and then they came out with the the ape token and i'm sure that they realized that having you know, that so I, I should say that the the anybody that was holding a punk or or me that did not get any of the ape token those were for just board apes and the derivatives there but i still think it was a great move to just show that they are still giving value to their community i don't think that it could be expected that these holders of the of the ip that they just acquired uh, in the same week would would get that airdrop but regardless like i said it's not like that shows how much value they give back to their community and it wasn't asking them to go buy another product for two and a half E or after they gave or giving half of it away. Just a very different model, a very different way to to handle the community from the two creators here. Yeah, just really carefully. I, I did look at the Ape token. I was looking, scouring around for affordable projects. Just be careful if you have the, the FOMO. If you're like, oh, here's the chance I can buy this token. Just historically consider what has happened when tokens have been dropped en masse to a bunch of people for free. And whether or not they're all in on holding it indefinitely versus taking some profit inevitably. I can't find a counterexample to what I'm going to say. Tokens that are dropped in this way initially see a price drop because of the profit taking. So be careful with running in, running directly in this direction and just throwing money at this, trying to funnel into it. So I will say that there, though, it is um, super exciting. Also on the sort of punk train here, punk comics fell off an absolute cliff in December. They literally go, and I looked back, trading average floors of over five ETH on Punk Comics to currently well under, like it's like 0.1, right? They fall off a cliff because of the reputational reveal and sort of identity of Beanie coming out that in fact, the individual behind Punk Comics uh, was called out by NFT Ethics, uh, among others, to actually have been part of certain pump and dumps and other things where he was taking advantage of investors. And it just, it torched it. It torched the project overnight. 
simply because of his role as founder. Yeah. And it, that's a good example there. That was when he was always somewhat of a, he's always been somewhat of a controversial figure on social media, had certainly been in his share of Twitter arguments and people were, I don't know, maybe looking for something on him anyway. And it turns out that he had a lot more dirt on him. And yeah, you're right. That completely uh, destroyed the value of that pretty quickly too. And we've seen this in other projects. We've seen some lesser known projects. Also see, we've discussed one with some the magic internet money and uh, some related projects there yeah. at one point with Sifu with a developer who had been part of a, a previous crypto scam that saw a hundred and some odd million dollars disappear. And then it was turned out that he was connected to this. I also recall there was one uh, from the magic marketplace um, where a developer there was linked to some other scammy NFT projects and had uh, been proven to take quite a bit of money from there. And the token uh, dropped initially, I think 20, 30%, but did recover. They eventually had another hack that caused other issues there. But that's, of course, that's another topic um, that we have talked about in uh, plenty of times in the past. But yeah, we see this again and again, where there are, especially when so much of the project depends on one or two people being part of it, that if they, if there's something wrong or if they leave the project, even it really can hurt the value of the NFT, the, the token, whatever it may be really quickly. Yeah. I think there's a unique, there's a unique difference between leaving a project versus the reputation ruin aspect, which is just immediately reflected in price, but also I don't think I've always fully maybe mapped to the risk of NFTs that you're really betting on this creator in a moral social way that I think just adds a bit of risk to an already risky asset, asset, right? Absolutely. We've talked a bit, not on the podcast, I don't believe we talked a bit about how artists are especially at risk when you're holding their pieces, because that is literally one person in most cases. And we've got one person, the big person and doing things that anybody's doing there, they are capable of ruining a reputation, which could destroy the value. You don't know what's going to happen regardless of whether the person is, is doxxed or not. You really don't know at any point what their future may hold and what the value of their pieces may do as a result. Yeah. The art defines the artists and in that interpretation, it's in a more intimate way. It feels like then maybe in the past where like artists have been known to be a-holes, but they're like, ah, oh, I respect the work and you can identify the work separate of the artist and the artist in 10. You're like, okay, nothing comes to mind. And I don't like throwing stones that way, but it, it's certainly true, but it's maybe a different way because we're such a community oriented and the way the value is ascribed and able to be done so quickly that it's just a higher expectation and maybe a new threshold to, to take a look at when you say like, all right, here is the team, capital T behind this. Do they know what they're doing? Are they good at what they're doing? Are they trustworthy? Would yeah, they make the right moral decision, especially, look, people get a little baddie sometimes when they get a bunch of money in their pocket. Okay. How are you going to respond if this suddenly starts to like take off? Are you going to realize, oh, we have $70 million and we dropped, we dropped a bunch of shit art on people, <laughs> pixel bomb. What are we going to do to fix this? Or should we just take this money? Cause that's a lot of freaking. Yeah, that's a good point. Tough one to come back from as well. That Pixelmon case, when the reputation is destroyed like that, it takes a lot to try to come back. And they certainly, I don't know, maybe they're trying, but it doesn't seem like they're trying hard if they uh, haven't completely rugged everybody at this point. I haven't seen anything in the news. I haven't seen any updates. And it's a lifetime to repair in a data room. That's the, the brutal thing about reputation. Yeah, that's a great point. All right. 
I think we covered this one. Interesting topic. Thanks for bringing us the news, Andrew. And good luck playing with your nude. Ooh. This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.